0: And, boom, goes the dynamite. After
1: all you put me through, you think I despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you, because you made me that much stronger. And, boom, goes the dynamite. welcome to another special edition of boom goes the dynamite the aew dynamite review show here on the pwom podcasting network i'm jeffrey and uh we have a full house tonight i have uh who do i have i have chris i have lawrence i have paul sebastian gentlemen and i'm danny tanner uh lawrence how you been man oh i'm great are you are you great? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right. Well, thank thanks oh, for your well, honesty. Thanks for your honesty and candor here, Chris. What's up, man?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. We're here for night two of Fighter Fest and discussing it accordingly. Of course, this had to happen the day before I get my new microphone in, so figures Now that all ends up working out.
1: Well, you know, so. l- luckily we will. Uh, uh, in the next uh,
0: seven Couple days, days yes in
1: the next seven mm-hmm. days we will have a uh, we're, we're gonna do a new strong style story episode so uh, so There'll be that, time the, there we go there will be time so uh, but yes, as uh, we've are oh and Paul, how are you doing man?
2: I am I am great actually. thank you so much, Lawrence. It's great to be talking to you for the first time here on this podcast. I'm really glad you all invite me and I'm uh, happy to be back again. I had an acai bowl for dinner and I have ascended to uh, as yet untold and undiscovered levels of health and uh, I'm ready to go. Well, that's always good.
1: <laughs> An uh, <laughs> uh, acai bowl, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. It, it, it was delicious.
1: You, you're not going to tie it in and say it's a Yoshihiro acai bowl?
2: Or... <laughs> Yoshihiro acai bowl. That's, that's a deep cut, man. I'm not that oh.
1: healthy.
0: Okay? <laughs> oh, <laughs> honestly, for any hipster wrestling bar that's out there trying to do this whole health diet menu thing, we just pretty much gave you a slam dunk idea on, like, a platter. We expect our royalties within the year. Thank well, you. Uh, right.
1: Unfortunately, the sinking ship in Indy closed, from what I understand. So, uh, unfortunately, they were, they were probably the most likely ones to do that, and uh, they're, they're gone now. So, uh, a victim of, uh, of COVID-19, which is a ah. real shame, because that was a good place. That was a, a yeah, good all the, the wrestling-themed
2: in stuff in uh, Chicago seems to be shutting down slowly as well. I, I don't even know. See
1: Where is there? There was
2: the Squared Circle. Uh, they closed maybe two years ago. Oh, that was a
1: while ago. Yeah, I meant that now. Like, uh,
2: well, uh, our, our good buddy uh, Dave at Boogie Dog ran the best wrestling-themed hot dog pop-up around, but he's going to be off to Seattle real soon. Shout out to Boogie Dog. Um, if you get a chance to, if you're in Chicago, uh, follow Boogie Dog Shy on Twitter and order some hot dogs this week.
1: So, so Boogie Dog's going the way of, uh, of hot dogs, then?
2: Yes, yes, unfortunately. Uh, we are losing out on another great Chicago hot dog.
1: Well... There's always Portellos, which I highly yeah. recommend, oh. so, you know. Well. Yeah. Anyway.
3: It's probably Ian Rotten's fault that things are closing. That's the song I've,
2: I to say. Sounds you know like what? a perfect person to blame.
1: Ian Rotten, you know what? W- fuck Ian Rotten.
2: Ian Rotten was COVID patient zero. A lot of people don't know that, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> Ian Rotten was trying to open a wrestling promotion in
1: Wuhan and started coronavirus. My God. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. It's just, I mean, I, I, do the I, mean I, I mean, I have been. Do- I, I mean, I have been down to that area of Indiana a couple of times. So uh, anyway,
3: I, I mean, it sounds about as real as his BJW tour that never happened in
2: 2004.
1: So oh, <laughs> oh. Right, uh, is there anyone else we want? We want to bury at the top of the show here.
2: Mm, Enzo Amore, fuck Enzo Amore. Okay, just in general.
1: Uh, Lawrence, you haven't been here uh, for a while. Who do you want to bury?
2: Oh boy. Um,
1: <laughs> you, you, hey, you get one shot at somebody. Hey, Matt Riddle sucks. Oh, get oh, him! Oh boy, get his ass!
2: Okay. What an asshole! Get Ow. his ass!
3: I'm, I'm so. I want to like burn his shirt. Honestly, like I have his shirt in my closet, and I just honestly want to throw it away. Now I'm like. Just so disgusted. I um, think
2: part and parcel, I'm glad you brought that up because I think something that comes part and parcel with being a wrestling fan and especially over the last couple of months is like having a stack of canceled wrestler shirts you don't know what the fuck you're going to do with anymore. I'm just going to like <laughs> – like, What do you do with all this shit? Uh, yeah. they're,
0: go- they're, go- they're going to Goodwill. That way I actually get some tax money out of this bullshit. Um,
2: there you go. Just well, kind of make out for well, You're not well, even, I don't then, want someone to pick it up, buy it, and wear well, it somewhere.
3: I mean, I, I know what we'll do when we run out of toilet paper again.
2: Maybe well. we could box them all up and send them mm-hmm. off with like the uh, the team that like loses the Super Bowl next year if they play football again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have like soccer teams in, in like uh, in like Somalia with like the losing Super Bowl team, and then like the other team is just a bunch of canceled wrestler shirts. Like there's like a Teddy Hart shirt and a Joey Ryan shirt.
0: Can we just not cancel Somalia? They deserve better than this. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, I gotta,
2: we'll, we'll we'll, the guy
3: who threw have in the, the shorts. shorts. I feel bad for the guy who drew the real short straw. He got the fucking ruthless, like uh, toothless aggression shirt. <laughs> oh,
2: oh there's like the yeah, the one poor kid that's got the fucking James Ellsworth t-shirt. Oh my! God. Oh, oh, God.
1: No. oh no! <laughs>
0: um, oh, I guess for burying somebody, <laughs> oh. again, Chase and Rents can go to the depths of hell. Woo! Like, how uh, okay, does this can, guy have I... a job at anything? I don't you think that's good jail. enough. He should be dead. Whoa, parody. Yeah.
1: Hey, wait, wait, right I, 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 I appreciate
2: that. This is not actionable. It is all parody.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> oh smolies. Wow. I love- okay. <laughs> <I'm> coming, up, <laughs> hot, coming in hot. I love it. Oh, man, I'm
2: already having a great time tonight, boys. Okay. Let's fucking get into some wrestling. I thou- it. it sounds like we're all ready.
1: <laughs> we're, we're ready for night two of AEW Fighter Fest live from Bailey's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Your host. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. We go right into our first match: the AEW World Tag Team Title Match. Uh, the 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 make good for John Moxley being unable to appear on this show tonight. Uh, so Kenny Omega and Adam Page up against Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy. Private Party. Uh, let's let's uh, go around the table here, Lawrence. What did you think of this? Um. It was. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty
3: pretty solid. Um, I, I I don't think it was uh one of the the best matches of their run so far. Uh, from uh, Omega and Page, but I thought it was a pretty decent match. They uh, I thought Private Party got a pretty pretty good shine in this. I mean, they were uh, they didn't look bad by any stretch of the imagination, they looked pretty competitive with them throughout. And um, you know, they had some pretty pretty nice hope spots in their, uh, close calls, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was solid. It's a good match.
0: Good
1: opener. Uh, Chris.
0: Yeah. I'm with Lawrence on that. And, that, in terms of opening matches that they've done for television, AW shows, whether it's the special stuff like Viderfest Fest or dynamite episodes, not, uh, their best work, but still really good to carry the opening, uh, segments. And, uh, Private Party definitely got a bit more shine, which they have been needing for quite some time ever since we initially kind of started them hot in the company with that upset during the tag tournament and then just sort of let them on the wayside for a little while there. So it's that slow, gradual rehabilitation of their image with Matt Hardy playing the role of manager for them, which, hey, if it keeps Matt Hardy from doing singles matches, I'm all for <laughs>
3: yeah Uh,
0: not even unironically it's just the man's hips and knees can't take it anymore so like that's not a good use of him
2: uh paul uh yeah i think we're you guys nailed everything there one of the things i really liked about this match and what we're gonna kind of see as we go along with uh, the rest of the show is this is the first in a series of matches that uh Kind of told the story with uh, its booking and with the kind of the narratives and themes that they were trying to get across throughout this whole show, right? And I think the big uh, name of the game was Near Falls. A lot of near falls, a lot of deep two counts, a lot of moments that you really thought it was going to go the other way. And they use that throughout the show tonight uh, very effectively. Uh, so that's what I really liked about this match. And I was corresponding with someone who was like just starting to watch wrestling like as an adult right now, and that person really oh enjoyed this God. match too, which <laughs> I think was very cool. This is a, well this is ah uh, something that's cool is like when you look at through the lens of new wrestling fans, what do they like? What do they find entertaining? Uh, and this is a match that entertained a new wrestling fan, which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't, uh, like Lawrence, I didn't think it was, like, the best Omega Page match, and I honestly didn't think it was no, the best no, private but, party match either. But it's a hot but,
2: start, right? Yeah, like, it, it's it, a hot start, and, like, that's what they—that's they, they, what the whole job was. Like, I think everyone knew what the result was going to be. No one really, you know, it, it wasn't even, you know, a planned match or something that was hyped. It was, hey, go out there, give the fans a hot start, give the TV audience something to look forward to, then we'll get into the meat of the card.
1: Yeah, but, I, I think that really this was... Um... Yeah, I think that really this is placeholder at at this point because we're going to get the inevitable Omega, excuse me, uh, Omega Page versus uh, FTR match. Uh, which yeah. great
2: Let, let's let's uh, keep Omega and Page together to just go on a tour of wrestling all these tag teams before they end up breaking up. I want to yeah. see them wrestle FTR. I want to see them wrestle Butcher and Blade. I want to see them wrestle the Lucha Brothers. I want to see them wrestle, you know, if you want to put together new tags. I want to see them wrestle Cutler and Avalon, but you know, that's just me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I tell you, I mean, they're uh they've they've really become a pretty solid team together. Uh, I uh, I enjoy watching their stuff. I mean, they they've they've been made to look like a million bucks too, though. I mean, like, well, they, they have they, not taken a fall this year.
2: Yeah, I think it's it, one of those well, classic examples of just when you put together like two like real stars that just know that can work together like those some of those super teams work some of them don't uh, but when they do they're just very entertaining to watch you know there's rock mankind there's yeah. uh, uh your uh snare mega powers and all that other kind of stuff but I try to keep the, the Hulk Hogan talk out I, I just, uh, well, honestly separate.
3: I think like uh you know like as much as uh, you know they want to maybe folk you know try to make omega feel like this big star man i tell you i think uh, adam page is, is stealing that away from him
2: i agree oh yeah a hundred percent he's, he's taking he's
3: stealing the show here into
2: that role really well i think kenny's figuring out what he's i think he's really hitting his stride right now actually um this stuff and like, having him featured as a tag wrestler i mean that's what we all love about golden lovers right like kenny omega as a tag wrestler is great
3: yeah i i think i actually think i said this uh what was it a couple of weeks ago uh, Jeff, I believe, was the same the same sort of thing. I was kind of getting as I think. I think Kenny's just a better tag wrestler in general than than he is in singles. I just I just don't really get into his single stuff much because it could be a little masturbatory and like you know oh, Kenny O'Mega. Oh, 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 only like, a little,
0: huh? I'm
2: being generous. Jeff.
3: Yeah,
0: it's a it's a really interesting dichotomy in a way because it seems that we really underrate. Kenny's tag team work, but overrate his singles work, and that's kind of a just hmm. It makes you think for a little bit in terms of just like our priorities in terms of like focusing on what should be good about him, what should be bad, etc. It's weird. Well, you know, it,
1: well, no, no, no. I I understand because you know, take like say the the four pillars of heaven, who yes, we're all excellent singles wrestlers, but you know, I, I even did a whole show on uh, on this network of my favorite All-Japan match, and it's a tag match with all four of those guys, you know? Mm -hmm. And so don't, you know... So, yeah, I I think...
2: And sometimes that's just... I mean, look at... We're going to get into that eight-man tag, but you look at, uh, you know, some of the principles involved there, and I think we'll probably have a similar conversation.
1: Yeah, I... I, Well, I mean, obviously, tag team wrestling in the last... God, 20-odd years has taken a a complete dive in a backseat, and I, I do actually appreciate that this company is actually making an attempt with it.
2: And no no pun intended, but we're definitely seeing a revival in tag team wrestling.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it's... Here at AEW, the, at least. Like yeah, specifically
2: it, within All Elite Wrestling.
1: Yeah, and it's been... And especially the, 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 the tag title matches have been especially some of the most enjoyable matches of this company. Yeah. Especially this sure. year. So... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, it, of course, in the end, just to make this official, uh, Adam Page, you know, Pins, oh shit, who was it? Was It, it was Mark Quinn, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I think mm-hmm. so. Okay, yeah. Uh, pins Mark Quinn, uh, Buckshot Lariat, and uh, there we go. And there's yeah, what, still... what do they
2: call that com- combination of the Lariat V-Trigger? There is there a name for it, or... Uh, uh,
0: they... It's called The Last Call. It's The last, last, call. Yeah. last Call, yeah. Cool
1: name! That's a cool name. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, they're still trying to hype up, you know, the the issues between Omega and Paige. I really wish that we just ditched that part. I mean, if they want to still big up the the issues between Paige and the Young Bucks, that's fine. I, I don't mind that. But I mean, we really need to quit this. You know, Omega and Page have issues with each other. Dude, they drank together. They don't have issues with each other. Okay. Just I mean, it's <laughs> uh,
2: Kenny poured that beer out. Kenny wasn't happy. Kenny wasn't down with it. Yeah, but I mean, Kenny, they, they, Kenny, Kenny wasn't comfortable. And you know what? You have to keep doing this, right? Because I think but one you of the know what? That...
1: but but wait a minute, Ed and Page didn't give him that beer,
2: though. right? Yeah, but that's I mean,
1: true. It's but, yeah, but it's PR like my proxy.
2: Like like Page drank it, and he was like, "I'm going to drink this beer. Why don't you drink this beer, bro?"
1: Well, I, I saw that it was the, I, I was
2: I'm just going to make a ruling. Uh, it was not dudes rock behavior. Probably not. No, <laughs> dudes, d- dudes were not rocking.
1: So after the match, we get a quick blip that uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be on hot ones on July the 14th. Um, I, I, I've seen ads for this show. It's a YouTube thing, I think. I'm not?
2: glad you I'm glad you said it that way because I was just telling somebody about this. I never really got into hot ones. I don't get it. It's not for me, I guess. I don't know people like it. It's well, I, uh, yeah, I know Chris Jericho was on it, it
0: once too, so. yeah. I can explain it because I do tend to watch the I have watched like the past couple of seasons for certain episodes, and it's a better interview show than what you get on TV with celebrities and the like, and then the gimmick of eating hot wings and kind of Putting them under pressure, like with the hotter that stuff gets. But of course, once again, Cody Rhodes, a thief of joy. So you know, I'm not going <laughs> to be thinking to that. You know, it, <laughs> so, it, it,
1: in a weird sort of way, it reminds me of like the 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 the, the British, uh, you know, uh, chat, you know, quiz slash interview shows where they you know they they, they 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 make a game out of it, but it's really an interview show. Um, yeah, that's a you know, that's a
0: good way of describing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll
2: I'll come I'll come on and and be the Cody defender every time <laughs> again. Uh, I will I will defend no. Cody. <laughs> the Cody defender, defender has to, logged on. The Cody defender uh, has logged on. Here we go. <sighs> I'll just I'll just say this. To be fair to Cody. When the character stuff drops, and when he's doing like just those kind of just regular guy interviews, he is like a charismatic guy. I mean, he's Dusty Rhodes' son. He's a Rhodes. He knows how to. He's well spoken. He's like a good storyteller. He and he, knows he usually how to has bleed. something interesting. He, yeah, I mean, he definitely <laughs> knows how to bleed it. But he like he, he he has interesting stuff to say, and uh, and is good at putting stuff together like that. Like his, his interview, like some of those like uh, interviews, things he's done with Starcast and stuff are usually pretty good. Um so uh, there's probably something there. I don't really have an interest in watching celebrities eat hot wings in really any form. But, like, you know, Cody's not a bad interviewer or anything. Oh, hey, he has Kate, a great like hey, – he, you know, like, he'll fight, go on podcasts. He's pretty good there.
3: Fight Eddie Kingston, you coward.
2: Or, there you go. Or, or, one or two. One of the two. Either
0: Ooh.
1: way is fine. <laughs> Moving if on. Mick
0: Aldis had the balls to accept his challenge. Cody Rhodes should do the same at this point and buck her up. Anyways,
1: That's right. Hey, right, right. hey I, you know, I, I'm all for it. You bring bring AD Kingston on. Let's do it. Our second match of the evening. Uh, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts going up against Joey Janela, And we start off with Sonny Kiss being used as a weapon.
2: Yeah, I was really worried they were going to do the squash here for a second. They they almost had me. I was like, oh, no.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> but Sonny Kiss being used as a weapon, I, <laughs> I was kind of on board with.
2: Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, Especially
1: since uh, Sonny get, gets his own back later with the 450 splash. So Yes, mm-hmm. yes.
2: Monster Lance Archer, very good. This match started off really well. Uh, convincingly made me think, like, oh, this might be a short night. The Joey comeback, really good, and uh, had a, had some great back and forth. Joey got a, a lot of shine there, got a lot of his stuff in. You got to see some Sonny Kiss. They worked together a lot. Uh, fun match overall.
1: Good bad Joey Janela has, like, some questionable taste in associates but uh you know
2: i mean hey I, apparently uh him and nasty leroy are on the outs because leroy hung out with enzo that's the, like the latest yeah, drama with, yeah. With, oh, okay well,
1: well well joey hangs out with a neo-nazi so you know well yeah, yeah i don't no. really i,
2: I that the, the schlack nazi thing is uh a, a weird debate that i just oh man uh, the, i don't know anything about me. that
1: fuck him is, uh, I, that, 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 that's my barrier <clears throat> that's my barrel segment fuck
2: there you go
0: there
1: you go. And, for, and yeah, I mean, I I, I started to watch. I, I saw, like, the first two matches of that, of that backyard show on Saturday. And when I realized that Schlock was going to be the main event, I was like, yep, nope. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, I love, like, the people that cape for him. It's like, he's not even a good wrestler. He's terrible. Oh, no, he's not <laughs>
2: a good wrestler. He's just big and, like, you know, hits people and stuff, which is, like, fun in its way. Like, you know, I, I like big meaty men slapping meat matches. Uh, I'm but in the big the e school is, of a, like. Well, he doesn't even
0: wrestling. do that well. <laughs> exactly, and, and the point is, there's other big, meaty men who slap me. Better. Oh yeah,
2: I mean, one of them is, you know, on this show and is like wrestling for championships and rightfully so. There
0: you go. But yeah, interesting finish in terms of the table that Joey was initially trying to set up to do stuff with becomes his own undoing. The sort of iconoclasm blackout through off the apron for the hell control. of a
1: table. Spot. That was Oops. that was fun. Woo! So, yeah, so I, I, I like that. Uh, Lawrence, what did you think of this? Uh-oh, have we lost Lawrence?
3: I, I, I'm here, sorry. I had to there grab some water because um, oh. I am thirsty. And, um,
2: hey, when a I... comes on your TV, no one can blame you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now he just spit it out. Oh, I, almost, <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> oh, did. Yeah, wow, we, have, uh, we, our we have our we have our first on air near on air death on this show <laughs> spit take on the fucking show.
2: Uh, hey, if your last image of your, in your head is Sunny Kiss, you'll die living.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, know, you ain't kidding. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> it, it, is is Sunny Kiss the mango of our time?
2: <laughs> possibly, <laughs> there, there possibly just yeah. like actually cool and funny and good.
3: Um, yeah, no, this match was pretty solid. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was actually, like, fun watching, like, Archer throw Janelle around like a fucking rag doll and just, like, <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Um, I, I enjoy watching Archer just do that in general.
2: Joey's um, one of the best at getting beat up in all of wrestling. He's yeah. He's very good at getting his ass kicked.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much all I, like, care to see him do, because I, I, he's not a very good trained, like, individual. So, um...
2: <laughs> no, that's not what he does, right? Joey Janela has a very specific lane of wrestling and, and a way to entertain people, and it isn't through, like, traditional techers, you know what I mean? No. It's not, he, you're not You're not going to go out there and expect Zack Sabre Jr. shit out of him.
0: Yeah, he's the one who gets beat up, makes a fiery comeback at some point, and you either get a win out of it or a loss you lead to the finish at that yeah, point. But you know, either way,
2: you're gonna at some point and during the match, you're gonna go, "Oh fuck! Whoa! What? I just, oh!" Yeah.
3: I just kind of like worry about where Archer's really going, though. I I, I just I
1: don't know what they're gonna really do with him mm-hmm. at this point. It's like, mean, it's he, anything, doesn't really, right? he doesn't really seem to have a direction at the moment. Yeah. But, Hey, Big like,
2: strong him, monster guy beat people up like it's all you need him to do until you can wrestle for a belt, right?
3: Yeah, even like him and like and like Brody Lee too. I worry about, and I know we we'll got to that at some point. So it's just like, but I just worry like those two just like were brought in with like a lot of fanfare, and now they're just kind of like there. Just the guys.
1: Well, we're gonna <laughs> have uh, and we're gonna have uh, Brian Cage possibly yep. be in that yeah. same situation here coming up. But, right. But on that note. Let's let, let's move on. We uh, we have a Darby Allen promo where he jumps from a great height backwards.
2: Darby Allen stuff, yeah.
1: Darby Allen stuff. I didn't. I didn't recognize who he was with. It was like like something from like you know the 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 Red Bull you know Daredevil series or something.
2: Oh, I you know what? I wasn't paying enough attention. I was, oh, oh, Travis, Darby jumping off. That that
1: stuff. was Travis Pastrana. Oh, was it? Oh, oh cool. wow. And, and I'm sorry.
3: I don't know I who that notice. is.
2: I don't know who that is.
3: Oh my God. Uh, really. Well,
1: yeah, I he's
2: like a motocross guy.
1: Well, I don't follow motocross. <laughs> I, I I
2: I remember
3: when I was like like six years old, and I was very excited to get the Travis Pastrana uh uh R R C bike uh, for <laughs> uh, for Christmas, and uh, that was on advertised on television around that like 2000, 2001 period.
1: Right, but Lawrence, yeah, you're around also that age,
2: I was really into the X Games. I was a big X Games kid. Uh, so like, I'd yeah. follow motocross just in like that kind of specific terms.
1: Okay, well, I, I, yeah, okay, so around that time I was, um, yeah, I already had my first kid, so, yeah, I uh, was kind of out of it that, at that point, sorry.
3: Well, shit.
1: Yeah, sorry. Jeff, I, time, Jeff, time, time. Jeff is old, news at 11. Yeah, while
2: yeah. you were tape trading, I was watching, uh, like, the street luge. Yeah. <laughs> X Games 98 <laughs> on ESPN2. Oh, <Hell>, fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't you start burying my tape trading now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not burying it I, it's fucking cool as hell I wish somebody would have like I was just thinking about that too like I, I didn't really get introduced to like anything outside of mainstream wrestling until like my adult life because there was just nobody there to like shepherd me in you know what I mean yeah so I only had it like looked at in like WWF, WCW terms, really until you know like high school, and then I left you know wrestling fandom altogether for a while, and I just never had anyone to bring me back in until the internet. When I come back to it in my twenties, and then you have all this shit, you can just go search up. I mean, that, I mean, I, that, that, I I mean that that's fair.
1: I mean, you know,
2: like, I, and then I hear like these stories from from guys about like you know getting like sending tapes and like discovering like things and all this shit, and it just sounds so cool. It's like a cool ass hobby.
1: All right. I mean, I mean, it's fair. This is yeah.
2: me being whimsical for tape trading.
0: But, I mean, <laughs> speaking of tape trading, a guy that was, you know, possibly fairly popular because of said trade taping eras uh, with the late nineties. <laughs> yeah, trade taping, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, tape trades whatever it might be my verbiage is not very this good.
2: has officially become a group dm it's just going to be all going like this mf said trade <laughs> taping
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. but it is a situation in which an old ecw guy in taz shows up alongside his client brian cage to talk about stuff with tony chivone and there's an announcement and jeff what was that announcement? Uh,
1: that announcement was That's the.
0: The, the, the revival, major,
1: announcement. major announcement. The revival of the greatest. No, they're actually
2: called FTR now. Sorry. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> oh. oh man. <laughs> the revival of the greatest custom belt of the, of the late 90s. It is the FTW world title. Actually, it's the, it's the F the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. But, yes. yeah. I, I kind of had a
3: feeling when he brought this out. I'm like, oh, no. He uh, yeah, I
1: saw that. Uh, I, was,
3: I, was, like, I, was, I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, well, well, like,
1: while, while this is awesome, uh, also continuity error. Because he has mm. actually dropped that to this Sabu. Is a great he dropped it to Sabu <laughs> I can, at one point. <laughs> I,
0: can, I, can, I can fix that, though, because the fact is, a couple of lines after Taz introduced that title, he said, This is some real renegade shit. So, stealing that title from Sabu to give it to somebody who hasn't been canceled in the year 2020 would be considered renegade oh, wow. shit, according oh, wow. to some wrestling fans out there. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, a
1: great he, way to, yeah, he what has a, a great way
2: to tie that together. Yeah, he, wow, has been,
1: yeah, he hasn't been canceled in the year 2020 yet yes. <laughs> yes. uh, let's be fair half yeah, uh, a mean, year to go i think sabu
3: probably was so inebriated he probably left the title in somewhere and taz probably just said oh well i guess that's i guess that's mine again
2: <laughs> how many people you think have done cocaine off that belt mm. Mm.
1: the entire ecw board, lo- yeah the, the entire ecw locker room in 1999
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's about right I, I just count how many people are on the roster okay i have two things about that one Great segue, Chris. Just really good. Uh, and number two, when that FTW belt came out, I said WTF?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you, 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 you didn't know, so we had to... Yeah, that's all I got. We
2: just talked about how I was a mainstream Rube right before yeah. this. So. Me,
3: me, me and, meanwhile, me and Jeff were, like, fangirling in the, in, the, in, the Jeff, in, the, in the group DM. Hell
1: yeah.
3: and We were like, ah! <laughs> oh
1: my god, that was, like, some... <laughs> That was... Oh, man. Uh, to, yeah, I, I, I'm feeling like there's going to be some uh, old ECW being... because I, I say that a lot lately on this show because, yeah. you know, Taz is just inspiring me to go back and watch old ECWs.
2: That is uh, something good to go back on. I mean, the things I've... Like, I remember seeing some of it, like, tangentially as a kid. Uh, like whenever it was like available i was in michigan so you couldn't really see all of it but you know sometimes you'd get it and uh or like you'd find a tape like that at a a blockbuster or like a hollywood video you'd rent that you know so like from what i remember that i remember really liking then in my 20s you know you go back drink some beers and watch ecw with your friends good shit
1: uh i mean when, when i was uh when i was really into it we there was a low power uh you know, UHF station in Indy that was carrying it, so... Oh, that rocks. They they carried, yeah, they carried uh, ECW Hardcore TV pretty much uh, right up to the, you know, the first time it went national, right up to the end, so... But back here in the here and now, we have our third match of the evening. The Young Bucks and FTR versus The Butcher, The Blade, Ray Phoenix, and one of my top three wrestlers on the planet, back at last, Pentagon oh. Jr., and, we, we uh, keep
2: it up like this, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the number 1 spot, man. Oh. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep that guy. <laughs> He's so
1: good. I Holy don't know. Shit. Well, I don't know. So we, have, we have a Naito match coming up this weekend, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> keeping that spot warm there, but yep. uh. Chris, what did you think of this match?
0: I didn't expect it to click the way in which it did, to be honest with you, but all eight of these guys showed up with their working boots on, and they made this work. That was a bit of a mess at times, but it was a fun mess to watch. I mean, an eight-man <laughs> kind of tag, tag is, fun, is supposed a,
1: to be a mess, right?
0: Yeah, a fun little car crash, to say the least.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I can't really disagree with the ending either. It was kind of, you know, right up in my uh, my interests there. So, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know.
2: the, yeah. No, the match was really well put together and to go back to that theme of like a lot of near falls, a lot of deep two counts, a lot of moments where you just weren't sure how it was going to end. Uh, so one thing, uh, I did see these guys, well, at least, uh, the Lucha brothers and butcher and blade wrestle a match yesterday on AEW dark. Uh, I did watch AEW dark and, uh, they wrestled a match against, uh, four jobbers. It was Joe Alonzo and like three other dudes. Um, and they had a great chemistry in like the, it was like a five or six minute match. And it, they really clicked together just in the few things they did. And I was like, oh shit. All right, this is probably going to be real good. As long as FTR and uh, Young Bucks kind of do their end and holy shit, they did too.
3: Yeah, no, they were, uh, they really worked well together. I was like, wow, they, they, Got, figured it, that out. they figured that out real quick.
2: All the more excited to see them wrestle each other at this point. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, everything went in this match. Pretty much went right. It's the way that they, they kind of booked it and started off with just some real stiff spots, like those uh, those early chops and kicks and like uh, like aren't uh, like throw, uh, like throwovers and stuff. Really laid in. Like there was a lot of real stiff stuff, loud noises, mm-hmm. um, and then it just yeah all started devolving right, and then just kind of turned more and more into that into that mess. To Chris's point, like it started out fine and just kept unraveling until it was just fucking chaos.
1: Yeah, and then we get that. Canadian Destroyer over the ropes. Oh, God. That <laughs> was amazing. That was amazing. That was, that <laughs> that was, was amazing. That, that, was was, amazing. Wow. I, that was something. I, that I, and the
2: uh, the Phoenix and Nick Jackson uh, step up on the ropes to the top turnbuckle uh, 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 Frankensteiner.
1: Yeah. So oh,
2: yeah. Wow.
3: Oh, yeah. They, they did it in, like, More of a hurricane. It's like, yeah. Really, it was really weird. I don't know <laughs> how they did that. Unbelievable. But. Yeah. Yeah, I, that,
2: I, I audibly yelled at my television. But uh, was,
3: you know, there was just some there was some crazy shit in this. Uh just w- really wild stuff in general. Uh they uh I, I think I think the Lucha brothers have been very missed. Uh, I I I th- it, uh, You, you, you here. You watch yeah. this match and you kind of you kind of realize like, oh wow, like god, the tag team scene has been really missing these guys. Uh you they guys, just bring
1: they just that bring triangle it still only
2: has two points on it.
1: Oh, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> can, 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 can we go back to the the argument that Penta and Phoenix should be two of the most marketable wrestlers on their roster? Oh yeah,
2: I don't think there's anyone more marketable than fucking Pentagon, man. He's so cool.
1: And uh,
3: there there I I don't they've they've really missed the boat on those two. Uh, I think this whole time and I think it's like they just need the the really showcase those two more uh i i completely agree with jeff yeah, i mean yeah, they should I, be the
1: biggest stars in wrestling i mean hey, they're well, just well Lawrence, you, you've been gone the last couple of episodes so you've missed the crusade that we've been on about um getting darby allen in as a uh, dlc for the remake of tony hawk's pro skater
3: oh i know uh, they should you should be, yeah, That'll be st-
2: absolutely That'd be sick as
1: hell. Talk
3: about
2: marketable wrestlers. Another very, uh, and I think they do. You know, to AEW's credit, they do see the marketability in Darby, All- Darby Allen. Darby I think that'd
3: be a great fucking marketing opportunity for them if they were to do that. Yep, absolutely. Hey, that would. That's a really good idea.
2: <laughs> AEW, you're definitely listening. So do that and then pay us. Thank you. <laughs> 20, I'll take the five. Only need thirty-eight thousand dollars. Thank you. Yeah, uh,
1: we, oh. yeah, we, yeah, we. Yeah, we, we we, we so far we've come up with so many marketable ideas for AEW, and I don't think they've bid on any of them yet. Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, it's, it's a shame.
2: Next one's a winner. Let's keep it rolling.
1: <laughs> let's let's do keep this rolling. Uh, <laughs> so coming back from commercial, we go outside of Daly's place. Big Swole walking up and is served some papers informing her of a suspension brought about by Britt Baker herself
2: can't kidnap uh people apparently that's according to tony khan on twitter said he was Uh, she was suspended uh, for kidnapping you can't kidnap your fellow wrestlers
0: and and then of course uh during the entire course of the night uh, stuff was getting commented on that chuck taylor going with a comment saying it's like also call time is at 2 p.m and she showed up at 9 (laughs) (laughs) and then excalibur comes back and i'm going then why do you show up at 4
2: <laughs> oh. And then Big Swole
0: eventually Big Swole near the end of the show basically Because I can do that. Stay out of grown folks' business, chuck.
1: <laughs> wow. Damn. Oh. Your answer. <laughs>
0: Big Swole's a savage. I love her. Uh, so fantastic. Much. Oh, yes. uh
1: yeah, what yeah, wasn't it uh, Big Swole who was yelling at uh Lance Archer on the golf cart yelling? Yes. You ain't shit <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's awesome. I love her. Yeah, she rocks. She she does rock. And on that note, our fourth match of the evening, uh, Nyla Rose in Woo! a oh, two on in, in a two versus one handicap match against uh, who is it? Uh, Carrie Page and Kylie. Kenzie Page. Kenzie Page. I, page. I, I put some
2: respect I, on the mean no, girl's I name can't or read. she's gonna put you in the burn I, book. I,
3: I, no, I, 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 I was I was gonna say, like, they're like the most
1: white girl names ever. Just, I, that's I, I all. Yeah, my name's
2: going in the burn book now. <laughs> no, I c could, yeah, I, I
1: couldn't read I couldn't read my own scribble, so yeah. Kenzie Page,
2: I think, I think is pretty good. She's been on Dark a lot, and uh, again, I I watch AEW Dark every week. I do a little series about it on Twitch every Tuesday, Uh, but I've seen quite a bit of Kenzie Page, and I think she's pretty good. So there, there's something there.
3: You do a dedicated series to AEW Dark, Paul.
2: I do. It's called Into Darkness.
3: Wow, it has a cool name,
2: at least. Well, you are
3: one dedicated sick individual. Well, if he he wasn't so, we don't have to.
2: If you'd watch it with me over the last, especially I'd say, I mean, during honestly the quarantine time, but like the two, but last like two months, especially they have figured out how to use that show. And uh, oh. I think it's been quite good. All right. Well, i I'll take your it's word an for hour it. to an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> it's eight or nine matches a night. Do they just bang them out back to back? It's good.
3: <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't know. And I don't also you can see,
2: where else can shit. you see Griff Garrison?
3: The, oh. real question,
2: where else can you see the future of professional wrestling? one griff here's the thing in like five to seven years when your listeners here and and you fellow co-hosts here uh see griff garrison hoisting the aew championship belt over his head to fanfare in a sold-out crowd when crowds come back or whatever uh you're gonna remember i said griff garrison is the future of professional wrestling
1: that, that, you that, heard that, it
3: here first
1: that, that's
2: getting in early Getting on the ground griff garrison floor
1: that's awful optimistic that they're going to be around in five to seven years. But okay, <laughs> I am an, I'm
2: an internal optimist.
1: Just, the <laughs>
3: internal
2: pessimist. Wrestling is
0: escapism. Anyways, <laughs> anyways back to this particular match, uh, or as we call it, Nyla just kills oh people. Oh my god! And she did. You, Hell did.
1: Hell yeah! Squash. She definitely totally did. What Woo! a
3: squash! I love it.
1: It was you glorious. Glorious.
2: Welcome back, Nyla. Please wrestle on my television more and, and beat up everybody.
3: I, I could honestly just watch Nyla Rose squashes like like every every single week. And yeah, not, no, she
2: really does have that quality of like an old school like monster heel pro
3: yeah.
2: She kicked the shit out of people, like bam, bam, Bigelow, or like yeah, you just right. see her on like a Saturday morning, just take a jobber and rip her head off. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then- The aftermath of this was interesting because for a couple of days, we've been hyping the fact that she would have an announcement after the match was all said and done. And, you know, she gets on the microphone, basically goes about actions speaking louder than words, but that recently she's been looking in the back and sees a lot of great wrestlers and a lot of those guys with managers so that now she's taking it upon herself to hire a manager. She's not ready to quite tell us who that manager is, but she's promising that, you know, considering the history in AEW with at least two guys to have managers having had championship gold at some point or another, uh, the example being Cody with Arn Anderson, and, of course, just as of 30 minutes ago, Brian Cage with Taz. Yeah, Brian Taz earned that the FTW title. So <laughs> it's a situation where it's like her manager is going to ensure that she wins the title back from Hikaru Shida. So interesting angle because i don't think personally that nyla of all people is someone that would really benefit as much from a manager just because she is literally that action speak louder than words kind of wrestler that just can get over on sheer physicality alone but
1: and she's able to cut a could, promo so i was gonna say yeah, yeah, nyla, cut
0: a also that
2: promo. Too. nyla is super charismatic
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think i might know
3: who it is but i want to hear your ideas first
0: uh, I, have
1: I have no clues if you have to be
2: I'm clueless I think it's preacher and then he's going to give her the black craft belt Oh
1: She we She said she's getting she like said she's getting
2: gold it? and she cited the Taz thing uh, we, we have a point of reference
3: Well um on a more serious guess um I I I would I I, I don't know I I kind of makes sense because i don't think she's really going to be actively wrestling any longer um and she kind of just disappeared from tv after a while and i think it kind of makes sense with the type of character Nyla's is doing and the type of dominating force she is and i, I think it could be awesome kong
2: possibly so glad you said that i'm Ooh, so glad you said that i was oh, that was my serious thing too i love that i love I,
3: that I just, I think it makes a lot of sense. It kind of, it kind of just works out. I think in, the, in that fashion, um, it well, just kind of under
1: a contract too, isn't she? That's yeah.
3: what, exactly what I'm saying. You know, they're probably looking for her for something for her to do. I don't think they, I don't think they feel comfortable with her wrestling any longer. I think she's just kind of, I don't think she really wants to do it any, any longer as an active, like competitor. Um, I think those days are kind of behind her at this point.
2: It's too bad we didn't get to see her get a proper match with Nyla, but I think this would be a very interesting use. Yeah. Uh, uh, an it's,
1: interesting. It's too, something too. Uh, it's too bad we didn't get to see that Awesome Kong versus Aja Kong match that was teased a year ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, right. man. That just kind yeah. of dissipated. Yeah. I
2: mean, well, what, believe me, man, sitting in Vegas just with the edibles coursing through my system, I was very, very excited <laughs> for
0: that. But it also makes me think specifically, too, that you could still do a variation of that by at some point or another once. COVID, you know, within the next two years probably settles the fuck down. <laughs> you can get Aja Kong to America to do a match with Nyla with Awesome Kong and Nyla's Corner and just have yeah, that. Very true. Yeah. The...
3: yeah. So it looks I'm like uh, Sheeta is going to be uh, facing her again pretty soon with this uh, the new wrinkle added in. Yep. Uh, and yeah. And so... I'm interested to see where this, what ends up happening there. If Sheeta, uh, it's uh,
2: it's really compelling stuff.
3: Ends up uh, uh, retaining, or she she maybe she drops it back to Nyla. Yeah.
0: She... Hey, I mean, it's oh. at the very least we have some sort of direction to carry the division for another month or two at this point, especially with half of that division being stuck in japan right now
2: yeah so, yeah and um another uh person i'm high on shanna is stuck in portugal we were just yep. kind of talking about yeah. her, uh, that uh, someone true. that i think is going to be uh, a big deal
0: yeah i, I, she, I loved her good. yeah completely agreed
1: I yeah. love Shanna's feud with... The, Sha-
0: uh, the Shanna-Nyla stuff from AEW yeah. Dark's earlier run is probably yes. some of the best stuff the program's put on in my oh, opinion. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, yeah.
1: before we move on real quick, two, two, two other quick points. Number one, um, is AEW actually bringing back the manager as a viable thing? Uh,
3: kind, I, of. They're, they're they're kind
1: of.
3: They're trying. They yeah. They're trying to. Um, I, I think... I think in, in certain ways it could be done a little better and, and not like have fucking Arn Anderson look like a stupid ass head coach of a fucking football
2: team. <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> um, Cody, but Cody, that's a hundred percent what Cody wants. You know, this is, this is Cody. This is very much Cody's vision. <laughs> this is what he, he's that corny. That's who he is. He's the corny jock guy. Who's also a dork. Yeah.
1: We, oh. are, yeah, we don't need Arn Anderson looking like Mike Holmgren or, or Andy Reid out here. Dude,
3: it's it's literally where he's trending. It's like, it's it's really bad. I mean, he's got the
1: play, the play sheet in front of him. Like, why do you have a play sheet? And,
2: they got to run the plays. They're running, they, they, that's what they do out there.
1: And here's the other thing I have a question, because you, you all brought this up about Nyla, you know, squashing jobbers on Saturday mornings. Why don't they release Dark on Saturday mornings?
2: Uh, you know, that'd be cool, too. That'd be kind of fun, too. Uh,
1: AEW, bring back Saturday morning wrestling i agree
3: 100 I, I percent. oh my yeah, god yeah. well
0: i think we actually hit oh. on something here but well, that's another
2: thing that i'll i'll be shameless about it lately um, another thing i've been doing on twitch is finding like real old shit from like the late 40s and early 50s and oh doing yeah saturday mornings just like old gorgeous george matches and shit like that oh, my it's god. so oh so good
3: oh you know what we, we should just do like a, a whole podcast on saturday morning slim
2: Oh, man, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know I'm wow. looking for more projects right now. Dude, you might want to cut this part out.
1: <laughs> uh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh We have Cole Cabana on the injury table.
2: Uh, please tell me that was kayfabe. Before we go any further, please tell me. Was that real? That
3: that looked pretty darn real to me. That <laughs> was that, gnarly. Yeah. Looked it, looks, it did look gnarly. Holy shit. Like, oh, if, if, it it was,
0: if it was kayfabe, like, Kudos to the makeup department for making that look as gnarly as it did. Because
1: no my shit. god, no I shit, guess it,
0: oh man! It's like I don't know if they
2: like manufactured a giant bruise on him or he just. Oh, it was so bad.
3: I don't think they even did. I mean, I I think that was a legit injury. I mean, it because they, they didn't they didn't really like like focus it on it w- like a. Ton during the match. I mean, a little bit, but well, like,
1: uh, yeah, I'm gonna call. Bullshit I guess it was fake. They probably, the, <laughs> they probably would have
2: put the. They probably would have put the like the wrapping on the outside of his trunks if it was fake, like they usually do in wrestling, right? Yeah, it was yeah, really kind of. It
3: was kind of. It was kind of weird. Like it was weird. Like they like DDP's
1: ribs for six months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like
3: I, I don't think this was like. Yeah, I, I think this was definitely a, like a, a not a kayfabe injury. I mean, because yeah. I, I think he was. I think he was legitimately hurt when he wrestled through it.
2: All the best to Cole Caban who like apparently got like the gnarliest bruise on earth get better soon dude holy shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) but all this is but all this is prologue to our fifth match of the evening in which colt cabana teams with rorty lee and sue grayson of the dark order up against the assembled socal uncensored christopher daniels frankie kazarian and scorpio sky uh let's go paul what did you think of this Oh man, uh, it's
2: good for what it did. It was a narrative match, right? It was made. It was built to serve a specific purpose and get to the finish. SCU did their jobs. You got to see some Scorpio Sky on your television. Rejoice in that because it's always good when it happens. Uh, and I like the way that they told that story and then finished it with Colt. Uh, good stuff. I do. Was that Lawrence? Were you talking about being worried about Brody Lee's uh, uh, yes. direction? So this is. And I don't necessarily want to say I'm worried because I want to preface this by saying I do like Dark Order. I think it works, and I think they've subverted the fans' expectations for what Dark Order was going to be and have given us something completely different, and I think that's a good thing. I like the aesthetic. I like they bring the guys out there to stand there and watch the matches. I think it all looks cool. I think Brody works as the leader. The big drawback to that is... With Brody being like a a cult leader type guy or whatever, this is how he gets featured, right? His big matches are like in service to narratives. Uh, uh, they're tag matches, they're these kind of things. You're not going to get the kind of Brody Lee, like big time banger singles matches that you know he's capable of, uh, while he's playing this role. So you're kind of like, I don't want to say handicapping yourselves, but that's like some Brody Lee is a great wrestler and will give you like really compelling bell to bell matches. If you get him in the ring with guys like Mox or with guys like Cage or with guys like oh, yeah, or with guys like uh, uh, Hangman Page, he will give you like some absolutely great wrestling. So kind of sucks that we're not going to get as much of that.
3: No, I know. and That's what I think is, is largely disappointing to me right now. Um, but God, God, I gotta tell you, man, I, God, Stu Grayson is so underrated as a, yeah, yes. as a wrestler. Yeah, My absolutely. God, he um, is another
2: guy you can see on AEW dark more often. Cause, uh, he wrestles on there sometimes
3: he, he, he was fucking fantastic in this match. I'm like, I'm not even like going to be tread lightly on that. Like he, he was fucking fantastic. I think he was like the worker in this match.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. he definitely was the guy who kind of tied it all together.
3: Yeah. Just man, he he is he is great. I I really forget how good him
2: and and Uno are. It's like yeah, you know,
3: it's it's too bad because like Uno doesn't get like really a lot of
2: opportunities now to like do much either. So I do think they're going to turn that into narrative for Evil Uno at some point, though, right? Yeah. I think with tough time with Dark Order. He's going to be one of the guys to break out of it or turn on them or something. I think he's him, like a him guy. and
0: Grayson. I think are built for something like that because they're two good, talented guys that are capable of working singles and tag, but specifically as a tag team, it's something that when the time is right, they can break out and just as easily win those titles on their own within, you know, a couple of weeks, given the right directive and all that stuff. And really that's the biggest thing. Right now, this stuff with the Dark Order, it's more so narrative and directive than anything else. And it's right now just trying to do this whole thing with Colt, uh, with Colt where, you know, at the end of that, injury segment with brody Lee checking up on him he's calling him mr brody which is just like again yes. that sign of yeah the wheels are starting to turn a little bit for cole cabana and again the narrative being that cole cabana ever since he started being around these guys with the dark order he hasn't dropped he hasn't dropped the match
2: yeah he's winning now and like this is uh, something i talked about with uh, my chat earlier too when i was streaming like like, people know Colt as a guy who isn't, like, a wins and losses guy, right? Like, you go to see a Colt Cabana match, you're rooting for Colt to win, but it doesn't matter if Colt wins or loses, you're getting the Colt show. But yeah, now Colt Cabana has a taste of victory. Now he knows what it's like to be a winner. So, like, of course he's going to want to hold on to that. and Maybe he will. Is he going to compromise his his good boyness to uh, to do that? I don't know. Maybe. Stay tuned to find out. It's compelling shit. It's good TV.
1: Uh, in yeah. The it's end. just again
0: the drawback unfortunately is kind of having Brody Lee take a backseat from the stuff that we know yes. he can do. So ideally down the line, like you know, let Brody Lee be unleashed. Like especially thinking about it now more so if there's a guy that you want to put the TNT title on somewhere down the line and have him do all these open challenges and bangers against people in the middle of the card. He definitely could be a oh, guy, to, a guy oh. cap to do that. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: alternatively, we, we institute the, uh, the super heavyweight division and, uh, oh, I mean, it's, now, it's, you boy, know, I'm
2: in for that. Now we're talking mm-hmm.
1: in the end. It was Brody Lee who actually got the victory, but Cole had got the pin on his old buddy, Christopher Daniels after stalking him one, um, uh, and uh, yeah, so Cabana is uh, kind of digging this this lifestyle right now, but we'll see if uh, he, if he wants more than just a taste. Yeah, another thing
3: it. they they did during this too was like like Chris Daniels got all pissed at him when he broke up the pin. Well, Cole Cabana broke yeah. up the pin, and yeah, he yeah. was like, "He's like, what the hell are you doing?" And, and, and you know, Koloban was like, "Hey, I'm just trying to win. That's all." It's
2: wrestling,
1: it's wrestling, brother. It's wrestling. After that, we have another segment with. Doctor Britt Baker, and, oh my God. and Big Swole. and um, uh, the histrionics aside, uh, this was a funny. This was a funny segment. I oh
3: was... my goodness! I mean, uh, I, this this was a little over the top, even for for her.
1: Oh, it was way over the top, but
2: we're we're on the Britt Baker thing right now.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. Um are we going to address the elephant in the room? Like the, how bad this looked? Like oh, I was not, yeah. this yeah. is like big Karen energy. And I thought, I don't think they realized what it was going to look like when they did it, but all, I don't know, man, that really reminiscent of like some things you see captured on cell phones lately. And I did not like it.
1: Well, that, that, that much is, you know, that you mentioned that, 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 that is true. But that's I mean, all I, I, I'm sorry. No, to kind of yeah. fuck it
2: up by saying that, but that's no, all I saw no, when I watched I it. Think, and I it no, just no, it made me feel uncomfortable to be honest. That's
0: that. definitely... what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I unfortunately did. it just did not pan out the way that I think they wanted it to pan out. Just
1: I mean, I I didn't think it was bad. It was just way the the, the histrionics were way over the top.
2: Yeah, I really don't need to see a white lady and not in a mask yelling at a black lady in a mask uh, that they shouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't need that. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. I don't need it. You know what? You're right. I don't need it.
2: <laughs> You're right.
1: We're wrong. Sorry.
2: <laughs> it's not about right or wrong. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's about just what I observed in the moment and it's just the vibe it gave me. And I know that's going to be different for everybody, but it just did not do it for me. Uh, yeah. And I, just, I and, I and, and I've, I've, I've spoken highly of Britt Baker's character and I think the character is good. I just thought this segment was poorly thought out. Yeah. I just don't
3: know how long they can, they're going to really stretch out this big swollen and Britt Baker stuff. I mean, like, what are you just going to have them be in hijinks every week? Like,
2: I mean, yeah, you got to find some sort of payoff uh, wow. Let and let Britt maybe go away and let her knee heal for a while or something. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, fi- it's fine to take, like... And and again, the character's pretty good. Give her vignettes. Uh, let her be like, no, I went home because my knee hurts. Screw you guys. Like, be a heel. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but with that, we get our very much long-awaited main event of Le Champion, Chris Jericho, <laughs> teaming up against... Freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. Um, my God, Chris, you're 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 the biggest Orange Cassidy fan in the room. Room, you take this one away. Are you sure about that? Are you sure I mean, about
2: that? Yeah, I'm. Maybe the biggest
1: one that I know. Maybe, but I'm on this podcast
2: too. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's one of it's one of those circumstances where just things worked out. And again, it was a great display of Orange Cassidy doing some of the work that we know he can do once he takes things a little more seriously, uh, him and Jericho coordinated really well. It might arguably be the best Jericho singles match in his AEW run so far.
3: Oh, I, I would not disagree with you. Yeah. On that. No, no,
1: that's yeah.
3: That's uh, I, he was, he was not kidding when he tweeted that. <clears throat> what he, I mean, what we, he tweeted. We, we
2: spoke last week about, uh, the potential for Chris Jericho to be like the perfect opponent for orange Cassidy. And, uh, yep. Sure was. They
1: were right. (laughs) Sure was. (laughs) The the, the only thing I would change about this was the finish, because, uh, I mean, really, both guys didn't need to go over. Uh, Neither of them are going to be harmed by the result of this match, but at the same time, it really would have been, you know, a nice star-making thing for Orange Cassidy, though.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know if this match is the star-making match. I think it's fine to wait for that one to be the big one. If the big one is a title match or if it's uh, something that has a crowd in front of it or or something like that, I I think... Because, like... We really need to uh, be realistic about where Orange Cassidy could be, like, on that roster. And, like, he could be the top star in that company. He really could. Like, be the biggest guy. yeah. Uh, I genuinely think he's, like, one of the most marketable. And he's also a great wrestler. He can give you all different kinds of matches. He can give you a level of entertainment that's different than anybody else in pro wrestling right now. Um, So, yeah, I think even holding it to—and an anticlimactic finish, if you're going to do Jericho going over, I think is fine. Because he's the heel. Let the bad guy win and kind of let everybody go, oh, well, God damn it! Well,
1: well, and the, and oh, here's, oh,
0: oh. here's what I'll say in that regard as well, too. The very fact that somebody with the history that Chris Jericho has in character, even if he is a nefarious, you know, do whatever it takes to win kind of guy, the fact that he had to go as far as taking a bat, hitting Cassidy with it, needing, you know, his two goons to, like, throw orange juice on his eyes <laughs> orange cassidy did not drink the juice that's a completely not different drink story. No, no, no uh but just the situation of the finish kind of protect the cassidy in a couple of ways showing that hey if somebody like chris jericho has to go this far to be the guy like orange cassidy shit what the hell is anybody else going to be able to do kind of thing yeah
2: yeah, no, it was it was great, and uh, I hope we get more big Orange Cassidy matches in big spots. But we you, they do it right. Um, I think this was you know a great way. So who's there's the question? Who's next for Orange Cassidy? Who do you want to uh, see him wrestle? Who do you like? Post uh, Chris Jericho, who's next?
0: I think you can. Google, I think Cassidy is one of those guys you can really put with anybody again, and just. Get something out of it. Ideally, if we didn't live in a COVID world, seeing him and Pac again just to see like how much closer Caster could get to finally beating him would be a fun uh, yes. set of affairs.
2: And that's probably the big win you get him. You put him in Pac and eventually he beats Pac on a pay-per-view and the crowd's going to go insane. Yeah,
0: uh, in, front cr- ideally, yes, again, in front of a crowd. Ideally, yes, in front
2: of a crowd. If you can convince Pac to lose a match, but that's a whole <laughs> different...
0: Uh... Ooh. Uh, boy, uh, some deep cuts in here.
2: Ooh. <laughs> hey, the man respects his craft.
3: Yeah.
0: It's uh, one of those circumstances, though. I mean, it, it would really be interesting at this point to see what kind of work he could do with a giant, like, somebody like Lance Archer deciding to target the best friends just for funsies, and... Mm. Okay. Having to run into Orange Cassidy would be interesting. Uh, one quick spot I want to give credit to in this match, though the deadliest kicks, uh, the deadly low kicks, actually into the full fledged super kick to the jaw was an uh, incredible. Oh, recovery. yes, it was. Uh, like, yes, it months was. Months' worth of payoff to that. And I'm just like, that,
3: yeah. I just, I
0: thought that was the finish for a second there. No,
3: that was fantastic. Like, yeah, like you said, it's a long term payoff for for Orange Cassidy cuz like basically this whole thing this whole story with Jericho was basically how how much is it going to take to break Orange Cassidy like how much how much is it going to take to get him to take something seriously and this this was finally the point like this last couple of weeks it was his breaking point and mm-hmm. he came out firing in this um just not really fooling around he was Took Jericho by surprise, just jumped him right off the bat, and just had him on, uh, Jericho on his on the edge of it, you know, for the entire match. Oh yeah, and, and uh, that that played a huge part in why this felt so big is because because Orange finally snapped. He, there was serious character development here from him, um, and you know that spot in particular illustrates that so well cuz yeah he was playing into his his persona but then he he used it as a as a tactic and not yes. just the, not just a uh you know hey i'm doing this cuz i can mm-hmm. you know I, he he had a, a purpose and a and a reason to it and he had he really like it, he really wanted to beat jericho
2: Yeah, and I think character development-wise, this is a great way to take him because now you can have him go, oh, well, shit, I really can beat this guy. And it took all this stuff to beat me. Like, I really can beat a Chris Jericho. Who else can I beat? Maybe Mm -hmm. if I really, you know, if I'm not trying, what about when I do try? Like, how high can I rise in this? Uh, And so, you know, if you want to develop Orange Cassidy beyond, like, he's just, you know, the guy who doesn't give a shit or is just aloof or doing the goofy stuff and have him take it more seriously, this is a good jumping-off point for it.
3: I'd I'd love it if, like, he, he had, like, like his thing would be, like, he, like, plays down to his competition, and he, like, <laughs> loses loses against, like, jobbers. but i oh, like I'd really
2: he, be into and, that.
3: And then, like, beats, like, beats, like, the really competitive guys.
2: He, like, gets, he got a squat. well, he had a squash on AEW Dark last night. He came in, and he beat Will Hobbs in, like, 10 seconds on AEW Dark. They just had him come in the ring, Superman punch this guy, and get out of there. See, like, I, I, you know what? I and think, it was awesome.
3: I see. I think it'd be even be funnier if he just, like, li- like, fell asleep on the mat and then, oh, and then I'm just, like,
2: that.
3: and then just lost. And just lost. And just this lost
2: to him. <laughs> that is, like, something that would happen in a Beyond match, though, like, for mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy. Like, Orange yeah. Cassidy would do that, like, in an indie.
1: Yeah. Clearly, the match we all need it, 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 for, forever is uh, Orange Cassidy versus Torriano. <laughs> Oh, there yeah. you go! Oh, my I God.
0: Mean, it, I mean, if we can't get, oh, if we can almost get a universe where Minoru Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy almost happened, I'm I was going to be there. Yana so work. cool! Uh, I, I, I I
3: could just, I, I could see it now, just like like Orange Cassidy when when like like Toru was like about to do like, like his stupid thumbs the thumbs the and, and he just grabs his hands and he just puts them in his in his pockets. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, it's a good.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. To, yeah,
0: to that's me, in good. particular, what I'll say on just, top of it as well is that when you consider the state of the world, if there is one drawback that I would say we would I would have about this match is the fact that we couldn't have it in front of an audience because they would be eating this shit.
1: Oh, up. Man. oh yeah, oh, no, that's no, what hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, again, the the the, the the wrestlers in the crowd kind of helped, but
0: yeah, it, it, they did. Just... But like. A the like, AEW roster has been yeah. a
2: better crowd than the WWE roster from the limited things I've seen from WWE Wait. talent like standing and yeah, Thing. Well, like from well, what yeah, I've seen of them, they're also it's... not under complete Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, and also yeah. like <laughs> they don't and and they don't have COVID
1: where a lot of the talent on the WWE roster does. Yeah, well, so, I, I, well, I mean, if you want to see, you know, wrestling with an actual with an actual crowd, uh, tune in this weekend to two New Japan shows that are gonna oh, <laughs> have, yeah. have that so. Yeah! yeah um, shout out
2: Japan, a country that was able to control its coronavirus for a yeah, uh, well, long. Well, I wouldn't go
1: that far, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm doing better than us, dude. Still don't <laughs> I know, know how, how I feel about else. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think any. Uh, I mean, yeah, my my personal thing is no crowds anywhere. Fuck it, but. Eh.
1: Well, hey, did you did you get the email today, Paul from from uh, Warrior Wrestling?
2: I certainly did.
1: Yeah, I am. Yep, yeah, even outdoors. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope nope nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well yeah i'm gonna go stand outdoors and risk covid
2: for a place that books michael elgin every show fuck off
1: Yay. <laughs> <Elgin>. <laughs> Yeah. i mean they did have minoru suzuki last december but and i'm know. not gonna go too hard because i've met some of the warrior
2: staff and i do think that they're genuinely nice people and i think they do like a pretty good thing over there but like you know Just stop booking michael elgin
1: yeah that that, yeah, that might be a thing that happens soon who knows
3: Yeah, well, I I, I better go watch his YouTube videos with his dip in his mouth talking about his his new beginnings and everything.
2: There's only one bald male wrestler to watch on YouTube, and it's Ryback. Oh, oh, Um, I could tell I could talk to you about Ryback's YouTube channel for fucking hours. It's fascinating. Well, so could
1: so could could Mike Dick of uh, virtual pros. But do we (laughs) we really want to is the real question.
2: (laughs) I mean, I no, I think I think Ryback's YouTube channel is genuinely fascinating because I think Ryback's a fascinating person.
1: Uh, he's it, like fa- fascinating as in the con- chronicling the a man's descent into sheer, into complete Lovecraftian madness, or
2: I don't think he's quite at Lovecraftian madness. I think he's just a dumb guy. I think he's just a big, dumb. Oh, I think he's just a big, no, dumb, sincere idiot, really. But, but here's the thing. he's a sincere, <laughs> dumb guy. and he, like he like is like, any he, like he's willing to like be vulnerable in a way a lot of guys like him aren't. And I do think that's very interesting about him. Does he have some real dog shit opinions? Of course he does. He's a fucking pro wrestler. They all do. But like, I think he is interesting and like charismatic. and like Stop. there's some. There's something really oddly uh, uh, entertaining and soothing about watching him just, like, smash a whole large pizza while just talking about his life for a half hour. It,
3: it, it can't be as bad as Val Venus's, YouTube. No!
2: no. Whoa, terrible. True. Whoa, whoa, hey, yes, no. True. no. No, no, no. The, he,
1: okay, no. we'll... We, <laughs> Ryback, Ryback is actually pretty wholesome. He's like, okay, oh, pretty we, we, wholesome. We're, okay, we're we're, we're going to reel this back in now. <laughs> because <laughs> this is going places. Oh,
0: the judas effect does get it done after superman punch gets dodged you know baseball bat etc etc end of the show but uh we end fighter fest and we have fight for the One coming up this next week with some big matches in the yes and, for that I, too.
1: and i get to create another custom intro for this yes
0: <laughs> hooray there you go
1: yeah, we, the we, fruits we, of your labor. We we retire the Christina Aguilera after two ep- two straight episodes. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, it was a, what? It was a good. Oh, that was been the intro Ex- Have, you not heard it? No. Have you not heard it? I,
3: I oh never. I, I like never listen to podcasts, even my own. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to like listen back to my voice.
1: Yeah, well, I, yeah. yeah we been using. Yeah, the, the, this episode and last week's is uh, the 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 theme is. Uh, is a fighter by christina aguilera
3: jeff i i have uh, even more newfound respect for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah just wait to see what i come up with for next week's episode so Mm -hmm. um, i I don't think we really need to do a pros and cons i think we're all pretty much in agreement uh of what worked and what didn't on this show and Uh, and there really wasn't much that did not work
2: I have one pro that we didn't mention. That's uh, Aubrey Edwards just dropping straight down and into the juice. Oh that yeah, oh, that a, was a pure pro. Just said I'm dropping pro- right. In the juice. Know, I'm not afraid so. of the juice. Aubrey Edwards, best in the business
0: once again. She uh, was asking about it on Twitter. Actually, how about to remove uh, citrus stains off of stripes? Uh, I will say this, uh, in
2: in the short conversation I once had with Aubrey Edwards, she struck me as one of the most genuine and enthusiastic and knowledgeable wrestling fans I've ever talked to. She's fucking awesome.
1: Um, I'm also going to shout out that uh, we had no real questionable uh, comments from Jim Ross this week.
2: Oh, JR was under control, even during the Karen segment.
1: But this was also a pre-taped show, so. There There you go. go. (laughs) They might have made some cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they Uh... didn't cut some stuff last week, so. Well, That was oh, really? live last week, so that's Was why. last week live? Oh, that's right. Well they Shit. said okay. well they said it was, but did they? Okay. All so right. anyway, so I think we're uh yeah, so we have uh Fight for the Fallen next week and uh you know the, the, the long awaited match between John Moxley and Brian Cage. Uh what else are we uh, uh Pentagon and Phoenix against uh FTR.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, this oh, should be, yeah. this
1: should be a doozy.
0: That should yeah. be fantastic.
1: Um, oh, what else do we yeah. get announced? Oh, we had uh, uh, the combined Jurassic Express against uh, the Elite. Also, mm-hmm. oh yeah,
2: that's a good one. And also announced on Twitter, uh, Cody's open challenge for the TNT Championship will be uh, answered by Sunny Kiss.
0: Oh, Sunny uh, well, Kiss nice. wrestling
2: for the tag team for the, the TNT Championship. Uh, so that's uh, Sunny awesome. Kiss
0: finally getting a singles match. Thank I uh, uh, f- Yes, Sunny
2: Sunny Kiss needs to be on the television uh. every single week with no exceptions. Put Sunny Kiss on TV. Sunny Kiss is a fucking star. Oh
3: that's a weird way to say Eddie Kingston.
0: <laughs> I can wait on Eddie for another I can wait one on Eddie Kingston if,
2: I and I you know what Cody's very smart for doing it as Sunny Kiss to make everybody shut up for a week. Cause now all the Warhorse yeah. and Eddie Kingston fans are like, "All right, well, that's fine then."
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think no, War- no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Warhorse needs needs to get his due first, and then and then Eddie Kingston. But yeah. Sonny Kiss, yeah. we're no, on, this, we're on board this, for this.
2: This
3: no, this rules. No, I, 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 no I'm I. all and just I. I no, this is great. And I'm Cody, very,
2: I I, I very this. much, and I know that there's not a lot of Cody love here, but I very much trust Cody and make Sonny look good in that match. Yeah. Hopefully so
0: yes.
2: I, yeah, we'll have a perfectly fine match. I, I'm sure. Cody is an expert at perfectly fine matches. That is yeah. what you get. but on a with, with exception to Cody Dustin, which is my favorite match ever. I think that was, just, that it's, was it's, this it's art yeah. and it's beautiful. And it's why wrestling is good. That was, that was in its own like universe. I yeah. Like. It really does exist as like this separate entity from almost any other pro wrestling. It's truly an incredible thing.
1: All righty. Well, let's, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. So uh, let's do the plugs. Uh, Paul, you first.
2: Um, Twitch. Just follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ThickFlare. We're there, like, every day. I've been gaming. We do Lucha Underground on Mondays, which has been a lot of fun. The aforementioned uh, Into Darkness on Tuesdays and all kinds of other shit. So, uh, check me out there. And then maybe some more stuff to come. Follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV. All C's, no K's. And, uh, that's about it. Lawrence.
3: You can follow me on Twitter at L-O-B underscore three. And, um... Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a lot to plug right now. I've just been not been doing a lot of podcasts besides you guys. Um, we dropped Pure on the Rough like last week. Um, we were kind of talking about some certain, uh, not a lot of wrestling stuff, like some wrestling stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, we've just been kind of taking it easy, so uh, we'll get back to it again at some point. we love
2: to chill. We love to vibe.
3: I, I just I just been vibing, bro. Just vibing, just straight vibing. <laughs> I'm just trying vibing to vibe. It's not a crime. Don't be ashamed of vibing. Don't
2: be sorry for party rocking.
3: Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I'm trying to vibe. I get free free samples of beer now. I mean, oh, oh, that's vibing because of my job. So, like, hey, that is simply vibing. I am just vibing today. Vibing yeah.
2: for paychecks. That's, Chris,
3: that's
0: you, the best way you, to go.
1: Chris, are you vibing?
0: To an extent. Sure. To an extent.
3: Uh, uh, you're either thinking... vibing or you're not.
0: Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Considering the amount of like JRPGs I've been knocking out over the past couple of weeks, yeah, that's us vibing. Vibing. Sure. That
3: vibing. Oh, absolutely. There you
0: go. So yeah, you can follow me at Brazilian Fury on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find my other podcast soundtracks on the Sticks. Uh, that Twitter is Sounds on Sticks. We're at soundcloud.com slash N-O-T-L-G under the Night of the Living Geeks Network. For that part podcast, Jordan and I just dropped uh, a couple of days ago our Persona 4 Golden episode uh, going over that. So that was a fun trip into memory lane, especially now that the game's out on Steam. So,
1: All right. And you can find me at Strong style Story without the E in style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GDWessel, two S's one L. Um, I... This time next week, we sh- Chris and I should have a new strong style story out there, uh, going over the New Japan Cup and uh, Dominion, which uh, both wrap up and happen uh, this weekend. So, um,
3: oh, yeah. can, can we talk about Master Wato for a second? Okay, I, I, uh, I will not
1: take any Master Watto slander, and, I am uh, 100, I mean, and, I, and I'm 100% dead serious on this. I will bury you. I, 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 really,
3: I really want to talk about Master Watto and how amazing Master Watto is. I,
1: I, I am not taking any slander of Hirai Kuwato on this program, I'm sorry. <laughs> he got beat by fucking
3: Dookie.
1: You <laughs> uh, got squashed by Dookie. <laughs> Are you finished?
0: <laughs> oh, Look, I'm just gonna say this. I still think, in some way, shape, or form, this might be the greatest dupe that Gato's done on us since 2012. Kazuchika Okada.
3: Oh, oh yeah, no, it really is. I mean, it, this is this is amazing. This is, it, I, Gato has gotten me to watch, want to watch like New Japan, because I want to see this rematch. I, I, I
0: want, I want
2: to see the remake.
3: Gato, Gato's <laughs> a genius for this, I have to tell you. <laughs> like,
0: that, that's the thing, too. Like, It's not like I find Doki to be bad, but he's been the job guy in Suzuki Gun for a while to where it's like, well, they're involving him with the guy that came back from Excursion who didn't have the best reviews out of Mexico. Okay, let's see what this shit show is all about.
1: Okay, you know uh, we're going to talk about this at length uh, when we yes. record Strong Style um, Story because I, Style. I, I I have some hot takes about this whole. Uh, this is a great Cuado, piece uh, for, uh, Did your not listeners uh, that Kawato had a bad excursion. Yeah, we're right. I, I, yeah we're we're, we're going to discuss that part at length. I think, so
3: I think I know my Halloween costume this year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what halloween party are you going to yeah yes
1: yeah, seriously <laughs> dressing
2: up to go to halloween on fucking zoom congratulations
1: uh, yeah oh i don't care <laughs> <laughs> just doing it anyway uh,
2: at home by yourself like dressed up like master waddo yeah. all right
1: well on that note uh this has been uh yeah fun times uh the special edition of uh boom goes the dynamite for fighter fast and we're gonna have another one next week for fight for the fallen and one day we will have a regular episode of boom goes a dynamite but <laughs> this, next week will not be that week. So.
0: That'll be two weeks from now, to be exact.
1: Yeah, unless they decide to you know make every Dynamite a, a theme episode going forward. Ev-
2: every week's a new special now.
1: Yeah, well, if they do that, I'm going <laughs> to run out of uh, custom theme songs then. So. Just gotta, oh. you know,
2: Creativity. <laughs> Fan submissions. Let's go. Make a theme song. All right for an, an unnamed AEW special that doesn't yeah. exist. Make one up and make a theme song for it.
1: Yeah, but you have to you have to drop in the boom Go- the boom goes a dynamite soundbite though. That's the rule. You have to drop that in.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a fair enough rule for people to abide by. Or, or the uh, the beginning I mean,
1: yeah.
2: of uh, of doped Dope up Dollies on a one way ticket to blood by Big D and the Kids Table.
1: Okay, but you still have to drop <laughs> in the boom goes a dynamite. <laughs> 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 All right. It's late. I gotta gotta have a doctor's appointment in the morning. We'll see you next week. Be well. I will.